That sounded like me when I got up. <laughs> Maybe we should name it, come up like, like with Monty Python, we should come up with a name for the carnival's chuckler at the beginning. But today we're going to just, I'm, just because I'm bereft of thinking of a name for this episode, it's just a bunch of assorted carnival treats. We're going to toss out a bunch of stuff. So, well, we have right here, I'm still Rob, more or less. I've been like mm-hmm. roaming around. We've been everywhere, man. But the walrus is Paul. Don't be anymore. I know how Don't be anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Paul is dead, man. Yeah. yeah, it's a different. It's fall. Hey, it's my line <laughs> in three fall. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we have Greg. Yay! Hi. Please don't be any more robbed than you are. Two <laughs> <laughs> robs don't make a right. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, but you've heard him before. You've heard him before on our zooms. But live and in person, we have the one, the only Del Rivers. Yes, Hi, it's Del. me. Mm-hmm. Yep. I did the used to do a podcast with the video, but I preferred this way in a, in a sense. Well, just look at us, and you do prefer it this way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so this on. is made for radio. <laughs> this way, yeah, this way, people that knew you from That's twenty okay, years ago gonna... are still seeing young you. Right? Right. Greg's yeah. got a lot of stuff. <laughs> but one thing, actually, one weird topic I was, came up with this week was. Okay, we go to record stores, we do all that, everything else, but some odd retail stores we got certain albums from, because I was talking with Steve Litvak, and it's like, dude, because somebody from Nazareth died, not the the band. The band. Yeah. Yes. And I said I got Malice in Wonderland, he's like, I can't believe you got that one first, and I go, well, dude, that was the only thing Sears had. And I still remember getting paranoid at Sears, and I would go to and I would go to Gold Circle. Yep, I got albums. I would there. go to Gold Circle and get albums there a lot because my yep. dad used to buy, they used to make like get distilled water there for for tea for some reason. I think like, I even bought my first one of my first. But there you go. Where'd you get it? At at a grocery store. Like it was like I the vanilla fudge album. Right Shop, shoppers, Do you about two guys, two yeah. guys. I remember two guys. Yeah, before forty fives and stuff. Like before that. two guys, there was a place in Syracuse and in, in, uh, Westvale, uh, not even Westvale. It was uh, just on the edge of Syracuse, called Shoppers Fair. Right. And yep. Shoppers oh, yeah, Fair, I, I used that. to get my forty fives at Shoppers Fair. I still have some of those forty fives. I remember that. And then um, I used to get them at um, the Kmart. And because actually, my mom worked at Kmart for a while. Sticker right on the, the paper sleeve sometimes. Yes. It's like you had to peel it off. Yeah, <laughs> peel it off. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> uh, do you? There was a store in New York City called Corvettes. Do you know? Do you know I Corvettes? heard about that. So a friend of mine, uh, Rich, uh, uh, we call him Buttons. Rich Temple, uh, radio station friend from R.U.R., wrote a song. He was in a band. They wrote a song about stealing records from Corvettes. Wow! It's uh, called "They Were Gifts." <laughs> <laughs> so they'd buy a record. They they put it they come back the in sleeves. come back in with a receipt and walk out with another record. Yeah. Wow! And the yeah. and the chorus was they were gifts they were gifts and they came from the vets. Yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> they were free wow. they were free in exchange for their own property. No, why was it called, why was it called <laughs> yeah, right? Corvettes? Was it based on the car? Or no, it was, it was just the, the name, name the guy's name or something like that. But yeah. everybody's I probably think. done this with the good old dollar uh, tapes. Yeah, and you get a whole yeah. bunch, tape them, and then send them back. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, that, your story, Paul, I, it reminds me of what I did at this one place. I, I did a, a favor for them. It was like a, I don't want to name the place, but it's like a pawn shop place. So I did something for them, and they gave me this crummy symbol and a stand. And I'm like, okay, sure, yeah, I'll take it, whatever. So I was there. I was in there one day, and I, I, I was. I felt like I got stuck with the thing, so I had to. I brought it back, and I, I was in there, and I saw something. It was a monitor, actually, 
I said, hey, I got this thing to trade. Can I get traded for that monitor and a couple bucks? Oh, yeah, sure. So I gave him back <laughs> their own junk and got something better. Re-gifting. <laughs> yep. Just in time for Christmas. <laughs> no, that's where I got, like, that's where I met Spider-Man. I think it was at Woolworth that says Spider-Man. And I've always told, I told, I told Denise, wow. I told Denise Crosby this story about how I said, I met Spider-Man. Do you know who he was? It was Jonathan Frakes at his first job. Oh, wow. Wow. And, and she told me, she's like, next time we get together, I'm going to tell him that one. So it's amazing. Probably, yeah. In, in Rochester or somewhere No, he was here. I guess it was his first job. I guess it was like he was going around making do. See, it wasn't the real Spider-Man. It was an actor. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Oh. So I've got, a, I've got, a, I've got, I've got, I've got an autograph. The real one? Um, I've got, it's like Draco. The real one was fighting crime someplace. Yeah, right. Draco the Dragon Man versus Spider-Man. I have an autograph. Best wishes, Spidey. That's Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> wow. Oh, Woolworth. Yeah, Woolworth. Actually, I'm thinking now when I said Grants, I was thinking downtown Syracuse. It probably was Woolworths. It was on the corner, and it was downstairs yeah. that they had the uh, the 99-cent oh, LPs. Yeah. Or, or, uh, the uh, LPs. There was Ames. There was Kreskies. There were like a oh, yeah. million stores. Kreskies before Kmart. Wow. It's like, it's like a... Arlen's. There yeah, a, Arlen's. My, right. I, I think I got a lot of my albums at Arlen's because it was down at Ridge and Carter. And, of course, there were all the good old KTEL records, which is made famous forever in the band of some KTEL rock star. Well, one thing <laughs> good about the KTELs is they always, like, have a lineup of the songs that kind of, like, had a, had a good... Like, someone give you a song song tape or something and have a nice... They were good mix. Nice, it was like a mixtape, yeah. The only thing is sometimes they edit the songs. Like, yeah, they edit yeah. the yeah. songs. <laughs> it's like half the song. Yeah, the, Minute thirty second version of it, and it got the Vita. It doesn't fit in the vinyl. <laughs> I remember that from Carry On My Wayward Son, actually, because it's like, okay, it's starting. Okay, it's over. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was the middle part. Yeah. Like, but Greg, I know you want to go out some good old tidbits about some old stuff. Ah, uh, well, I I was saying that my cousin lives out in Los Angeles, and he sends me these things from Variety all the time, you know, articles or whatever. But he sent me some kind of thing. I sent you that one thing about Superman and the Mole Men, and he you know, he keeps trying to send me stuff that he probably thinks I don't know or I haven't discovered. But I'm like, dude, I'm ahead of you. I already have. <laughs> so anyway, he sent me this thing about the old Tarzan movies and how uh, Maureen O'Sullivan was discovered by somebody. Her first movie didn't do well, but she, I don't know, she got the audition for the Jane thing. She didn't mind the outfits. She said, I liked it. She thought it was sexy. She liked the sexy stuff. And the Me, Tarzan, You, Jane thing was improvised. It wasn't written in there. Something about they were they were supposed to be sitting in a tree and Weissmiller was just goofing around saying, Me, Tarzan, and she said, Me, Jane, or something. Or They kept it in, yeah. And, they just, and then the director said, wow. keep it. Yeah, because I don't think I read the... I went back during the good old C word a couple of years ago and I was like reading a lot of Edgar Wright Spurs. And she I didn't think, like Cheetah. It's like, it's like <laughs> beam me up Scotty. I don't think they ever really said you Tarzan, me Jane in the books. No. And and it's I like guess... Judy, I, Judy, Judy. It was yeah, made up. Right. Yeah, but wasn't Cheetah the best? Didn't they have like the one thing when they bought like the, the rights to it they couldn't get Cheetah because he cost too much or something? Wow. I don't know. And I love the I one where they have the one where they fight the Nazis and Hitler calls and he's talking to Cheetah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I don't know that one. I don't know that yeah, one. Yeah, they had him on. They were in my my dad loved him and for a while they would have him on TNC in the morning. Yeah. Like they have like a pulps and Neil stuff. Neil Hamilton was in the first one. Yeah. He played I forgot what he played. Like cheetah, with the machine, cheetah with the machine gun yeah. shooting the Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess also there was a nude scene, a, a swimming scene in Tarzan and his mate right before the code. They made it before the code. 
and then they got the code, and then they had to take some stuff out, but there's some still, it ended up in the UK somewhere. It wasn't actually her, it was a stunt double swimming, because she's claustrophobic, apparently. Yeah. It and was, she was like pure naked, or was she like you know? I think so. Yeah. So wow. there's like one. There's one. There's three versions, I guess. There's a topless one. There's a full one, and then uh, then there's like a you know full backle. Yeah, like underwater. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of movies in the 1920s that yeah. got away with nudity because oh, yeah. they didn't you know have a, a thing to judge it yet. Yeah, a lousy church. Lousy decency. <laughs> Still going on today. Well, it's not like a bunch of old ladies that got together in this yeah. you know, group, you know. Just I think of the pepper pots from Monty Python, and they're yeah, all watching. Right. We used to get them, like, at the comic book shop. Like, Tony used to tell me, you know, every now and then to be, like, these characters come in. There's one guy said, well, this is okay, this is okay, this isn't okay, this isn't okay. It's like, well, get out of my shop. Right. <laughs> and I was reading some stuff about that Superman and Lois show. It's, like, very... They're I don't like it. Some I weird had, tangents yeah. on this. He had Bizarro show. on. I think at least yeah. somebody had Bizarro on. But I just, uh, it's their highest rated show on CW, and they're doing another season of Flash. I like Legends of Tomorrow the best. Yeah, that's a good one. It, unfortunately, that went off. It's, oh, did it? Yeah, it's can't they canceled it? I guess there's like a, it got sold, and they're like doing a readjust. I still haven't watched them all. I mean, no, I, I love I, them. I, I got through the first couple seasons. I do. I think it. it's the best show they had, but. Like Superman and Lois, I just can't. It's like I've tried and tried. I, yeah, I watched the first three, I just three can't episodes. I think. I think writing is a lot different now than it used to be. Yeah, because everyone's so like you know, um, they're afraid of getting criticism or, or saying you can't do this, you can't do that. Right. You just kind of kind of. Well, and the CW has some politics going on. The producer, that Greg Berlanti guy, he's he's gay. So there's a lot of there's agenda that stuff angle, going on. Yeah, has it certain. You know, and so it's it's very. It's like Notting Hill with guys in costumes. You know what I mean? It's like there's a lot of that teenage, well, you know, the feelings. Do you ever hear the like one? That. Do you ever hear the great line from Supergirl? Stupid feelings. There's a line from <laughs> Supergirl where okay, but what was it on? It was on ABC or whatever. It doesn't matter. But it got when it got canceled. CW got it. And right. close to Flockhart's more she's the editor. She goes, "Look at this cast. It's a bunch of attractive, diverse people. It's like a CW show." Right. <laughs> <laughs> She was great in that show. And The Flash has got one more season, too. Flash I like, except, man, it's it's wordy. That show is so wordy with the tech stuff. Wow. They just talk, talk, talk. It's like all the stuff that, you know what I mean? If you really listen to it, they spout off all kinds of stuff, which is really kind of cool. It's like nerds. They're they're supposed to be that way. Like scientists and everything. Right. So that it it makes sense. The, The writing is very specific to each of those shows. Huh. Like Arrow is actually the most serious one. And now he's in, you know, he's show. now in a show called Heels. Oh, it's yeah? about an independent wrestling promotion and him and his brother oh, are wow. running. Wow. It's actually That's pretty good. It's actually pretty What's good. It Just Heels. Oh. And it's actually pretty good. CM Punk plays Ricky Rabies in it. Ricky Rabies. And <laughs> it's actually like if you're a wrestling fan, you really appreciate it because they really try to stick to the Carney stuff and everything. Right. But it's just, I think it's a great show. I mean, they have the one where the guy got slammed and shits his pants. And that's like a story Stone Cold Steve Austin told about. He goes, I was wrestling a guy named Yokozuna. Some bitch was like 600 pounds. He's complaining I had black shorts on because he slammed me. I shit my pants in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and you think this show is not educational. Speaking of that, did anybody, I didn't, did anybody see Nightmare Alley? I yes, wanted to see it. Was it good? Uh, I have the original the favorites, one. one of, the first one's one of my favorites. This yeah. is... That and a little more. They take it a little. 
I'd like I'll, to see it. Yeah, I, it's I, good. It's good, though. It just vanished. Has anybody ever seen it? No. My problem it's is, I, you know, my stupid mother, uh, she watches the Lifetime Tyrone Power was in or Hallmark, and I can't watch anything else. It's like, come on, you watch. My dad else? would watch Hallmark Jeez. all the time. Yeah, I don't know what they what they like about it. It's, it's like real safe entertainment or something. My dad got weird, especially with his dementia. He'd be watching like all these chick flick things, and then be crying during them and stuff. Right, and start crying. I'd be crying too because they were on. And I couldn't leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> like soap operas of some sort. I found some great deals at Big Lots. I've been I've been troving Big Lots lately. Send us your money, Big Lots. No, they had. I I bought a million ways to die in the West for a buck twenty-five. Wow, this is great. Yeah, because I want to see that. Because I saw clips of it. It's funny. It's funny funny as hell. The Hitchcock box set was at Big Lots. Did you ever get get that? No, but I got the Popeyes there for like six bucks. The original Paramount put them out. Yeah, they were really they're really. And then I found uh, I got all six. How many? I don't know if there's more than six now, but. I got six Resident Evil movies for seven bucks. Wow. Because I wanted to see those. I've yeah. never seen them. They're supposed to be pretty good. I, I'm still bad. trying to get like get the Stranger Things. I got like, you know. Yeah. I, I got to go back to it because the second season stunk and I, I stopped watching stunk. it. Yeah, and I've heard, I've, everybody's been raving about it. About what? Stranger, Stranger Things? Stranger yeah. Things, yeah. Netflix crashed the day that the third season came out or something. Really? Yeah. They were, they, it crashed for like, I don't know. 10, 15 minutes or something. Due to what? Like people, people just, just trying to get a stream, I guess. Yeah. Wow. I didn't think it would have, effect, have an yeah. effect on computers. Or it went down. Maybe it just went down. <clears throat> right. It just, it just, just happened. The but they used it as a publicity Way to sell thing. the show, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, mean, I, a, I don't blame them. That's a good one. Yeah, our show's so popular. Hey, I, heard, I heard it's going to be the last one because the kids are starting to get older. Right. They're starting to, you know, in, yeah. in their 20s practically. But yeah. it was just like happy days when they were... When Ron Howard was doing Happy Days, he wasn't a teenager. He was already like 21. Right. Well, the Fonz was in his 30s. Yeah, shows. he was like in his 30s or something. The one that's got me going is, is Better Call Saul, because when you think about Breaking Bad starting, right, those characters are, are playing the same characters that were on, what, seven years ago, I want to say? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. it started a long time ago. It's yeah. amazing that the, the child actors from one season to another, you, you watch them, you go, holy crap. What the hell happened? In like one summer, they just <laughs> shoot up like older crazy. Than you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like who was it? Was it is it Anthony Michael Hall? Whoever was in Beetlejuice, uh, not Anthony Michael Hall with the other guy. I don't know. But he, I remember I hadn't seen him in a long time. It was like in Weird Science. Mm-hmm. Then I saw him, and then I go, "Wait a second, that's not him, is it?" <laughs> yeah, he totally changed his look. You can't tell it's the same guy, you know, from the eighties or whatever. It's like I have to buy Fluke to see, I think, some Shirley Temple movie when she's a teenager, and it's like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I watched, uh, I got another thing that somebody sent me. It was a, an interview that Billy Moomy did, and it's on YouTube, but he was talking about Guy Williams and what a great relationship they had on Lost in Space and this wow. and that. And he does this great dead nuts imitation of uh, Jonathan uh the guy that yeah, played. Jonathan Harris. Yeah, because he was good and friends with dude, him. my dear boy. He, he just does this whole thing. <laughs> it, 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 it's just it's really funny how he does it. And it, but he said that this is really weird. He said that June Lockhart was a rock and roller. Oh, like, she, she was. She yeah, kept she a picture of Bowie in her in her wallet, all that, and and they she took them, him and whoever else, took them to the. Uh, the Roxy to see right. 
the Almond Brothers. She had the Almond Brothers play at a party at her house before they were the Almond Brothers. Wow. When they were the Hourglass. Hourglass, right. And then him and Angela Cartwright had a relationship. <laughs> he left that out for a while. He said they they went out for a couple of years. We had a, a he table was at a comic book convention I went to, and he was great kitty corner. For right, me. yeah, and he's, he's a great guy. Nice yeah, guy. he's always at those things. Yeah, he's a really good. He, he's still into doing Twilight Zone stuff. He's, yeah, you know, he's still active in comic books. He does everything. Yeah, he wrote. I remember I read his Aquaman story. It was pretty good. He wrote. Oh, really? The, the Peter David Aquaman. He wrote a story. Huh. That's yeah. pretty cool. Billy Moomy. <laughs> that Twilight Zone, man, that, that where he's a, a kid oh, there, that, that, was, that was so creepy. Wish it to the cornfield. Yeah, you? right. The Jack in the Box. <laughs> I, love that. I was always thinking of the Jack in the Box with the head going yeah, back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> that's always still, I, I hate those lists about what's your top shit, but that's always going to be in my top five. Still trying oh, yeah. to get his daughter to find time to be on the Zoom and yeah. where we are. Oh, with, yeah, that was what's happening. right? But that's like one of the, it's still, and I think a lot of ways, like with cartoons and allegories, you can get away with stuff too, like telling stories that you wouldn't be able to get away with. Yeah. Got to watch for, uh, during the Fringe Fest, I hope they do it again, because they did it last year and it wasn't very well attended, but Watkins and the Rapiers have written enough songs across the six, seven guys in the band now about Twilight Zone that they did a whole oh, show wow. of Twilight Zone episodes. Oh, wow. And they were, so they were supposed to debut it in like, my backyard. Like the songs or you just... In, like the, no, they wrote, they, they wrote songs about it, but then they had... During the songs, they had um, sort of stylized fifties TV sets, oh, yeah, the and they were they were doing oh, uh, really? trivia. Wow. Uh, wow. They had trivia slides about everything, so it was a, cool. a multimedia thing. I know the drama. I sort of debuted the Twilight Zone in New York. Yeah, I debuted the Twilight Zone in your backyard about a month ago. That's pretty funny. Well, it was Twilight Zone one day, and it was Wizard of Oz another day because they had the cowardly lion back there. But that's you know I love you'll like, be playing in it you know if you can get like concepts like that it's like sort of neat like the good crossover and stuff we grew up with and loved and bring it in it's kind of awesome oh yeah it oh I, you're talking about I was talking about our yard you were talking about French oh I was talking about French <laughs> yeah because yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna ask Susie to play this year I think. oh that'd be great yeah it'd be fun my sister did the book for French she did, did the graphics. Oh yeah, yeah. She's the one that oh, put wow. those stuff together. I went to the first. The sad part, like again, like you said, of it, and it's, cool. it's like weird how it's hit. I remember like the first year they had it, I felt bad. I but I heard like there was some kind of show at the auditorium theater, like nine people. Yeah, wow. yeah, it was not low attendance, but it was. I would it was, say so. <laughs> it was. It was really working before. Um, before COVID. Yeah. And then, you know, last year was weird. Um, and, yeah, because people were afraid to come out. Yeah, people were afraid you know, to come out. It, or and they it, can't afford tickets because the prices of everything went up. Right, right. And so yeah. I want to see what it's like this year. I think, you know, th we didn't go to jazz this year. Um, you know, I think we're looking forward to going to um, to Fringe. That's probably the well, of all Adriana's the things. Well, Adriana's playing. tickets for them. Actually, the Archive Ravens are going to do a Music of the World show, which should be awesome. Cool. That's cool. And I guess it's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing. And Ava, I guess, used to live there. It's like partly like a residential. Yeah. So it's right across the street from Java's. Right. Wow. So that's great. And that's it's great. also going to come right because I finally get my butt done that week. So that's like the next. <laughs> so I look at this as like a memorial concert. People I was are, wondering when I you think, were going to finish your butt. I, th I think, <laughs> yeah, it's a work what in progress. Hair removal. <laughs> Got a pain in the ass schedule. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, and that's the rest of the show there. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop here. <laughs> but I mean, Fringe, I like the idea. I've always said, and this is something I've been talking about the last couple of weeks where I got to the point about why do you get ticked off like about like some with music and things? And what I what I finally dawned on me, okay, if you can like your generic whatever you like, that's fine if you like it. 
you sure you like it or other people like to see you do, but you won't try anything else. That's the thing. I always said the big yeah. problem with people. They won't. Yeah, they're proud I'll get, I'll get people yeah. call. I'll get people get all, like, friends got a hold of me, and I saw my friend Alyssa play in a show, and they had, like, a cover band after. I left after talking it out with Alyssa. But, like, a friend called me. There was an Eagles cover band. If you like Eagles, fine, fine, whatever. And I said, so-and-so is playing, such-and-such is playing. Oh, we don't want to go to that. Yeah, just for no reason. You know, that, if you, you don't, don't like it, fine. It but you might find something you like. You know, it's like yeah, right. exactly. Well, well, that's the that's the whole point of Fringe, right? Is everything something that you've never something seen before? Never seen before, right? And, and you don't the, know my life, dude. It's <laughs> I live on the well, fringe. I'm talking about man, the average man on the street. That Spiegel tent. I do like that you. all the time. Although my first, Rob's <laughs> got a Spiegel tent in his backyard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was inspired. By, going. <laughs> my first attempt at repelling didn't go very well. Okay, I want to do my Stephen Wright just because it sounds strange. So I was on the bus one day, and there's a woman crying. And I go, what are you crying about? Like, I don't want to tell you. Like, look, sometimes it helps to tell your problems to a perfect stranger on a bus. So she says, well, I have this big problem. I'm a nymphomaniac, but I've only turned on by Jewish cowboys. And I'm nodding, trying to you know, say, oh, it's all right, it's all right. We get to the stop, and she goes, you know, really? It's really felt good telling somebody, you know, thank you. By the way, my name's Kate. Oh, pleased to meet you. Bucky Goldstein. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite Stephen Wright is a little bit shorter. He goes, I got this light switch in my house. I don't know what it does. Every time I walk by it, I turn it on, or turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. And finally I got a letter from this woman in Germany saying, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> he, had one, he had one about his, his hygienist, his dental hygienist. He says, I love my dental hygienist, so every time I have an appointment, I eat an entire box of Oreo cookies. <laughs> I, I went to a restaurant and said, I went to a restaurant and said, have breakfast anytime. So yeah. I had a French, I had an omelet in the French Revolution. I heard you mention the one thing, you're doing some Joe Meek stuff, and I was like, Joe Meek rules. And you guys, yeah. you know Joe Meek? Well, do you yeah. know Brett Loudon? Yeah, yeah, he's a big Joe Meek fan because he, he knew Dave Adams, who actually played with Joe Meek, uh-huh. and um, you know he was doing a project with all these artists doing Joe Meek songs, and um, I'm doing one myself, but I don't know what's going on with it yet. Okay, so, so that'd be cool. I like to. Hear I have that. to ask who Joe Meek is because I never producer heard from the. Um, you heard? I know you heard. Who produced a lot of pre-Beatles rock and roll? Okay, um, you know Telstar, a lot of instrumental. Yeah, Telstar. You know, okay. you oh, know wow. the, one of the really famous guitar players who started out with them. Somebody's got to know. The guy from the Shadows. With who? The Shadows. Yeah, so, uh, uh, Richie Blackmore. Richie Blackmore, right? Okay. right. Oh wow, I didn't. He started know that. out with Joe Meek. Yeah. So did Tom Jones. Yeah, Tom Jones. He was like one of those guys. who was like a factory. There's a song my friend's band, the Priscillas, does all the way to Holloway. And wow. that's uh, Holloway is the place like he's from. Yeah. But he was this guy, and again, it was controversial now because obviously he was a gay man in the 50s and 60s. Yep, he had to hide the... Fact. Not in the American South, but still. It was, <laughs> was that the same era well, as like Mickey Most and those guys? Yeah, so same yeah, and you could, yeah. And, but yeah. he was like one of those guys you would go through. It would be like the Blues Breakers with John Mayall, like all the players. Okay. Or like you probably played with like Maker. I remember when I saw John Mayall, he was like... Rattling off, like just mentioned, like, well, Eric played this and I did this. And I, wow. It's like everybody's like a, but I think he's like somebody everybody went through and he did a lot of, it was like a lot, of, you've heard ta- everything probably, like probably. all these instrumentals. Just didn't know the producer yet. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, I have the one, ro- I have the one collection, it's what, robots, cowboys, and yep, a lot of the, um, aliens, all the tornadoes. Jo- yeah, tornadoes. Tornado stuff, yeah. 
and he produced all these instrumental bands and stuff. But there's a movie about him that's out that I finally saw. Yeah, for, I think there's two movies. Yeah, that are ever. It's called Telstar. Yeah. Telstar, wow. I love, like, when people, though, us, all us experts, though, we don't know somebody that's great. You were enlightened now. I'm enlightened. <laughs> His wife's a big Beatles expert, so we get a lot yeah, of... Yeah, she is. She's, she's English. And, oh, really? And, and, and she you just, can ask her about and it. She she just, she's, she's like, no Beatles. <laughs> she doesn't like Beatles. Doesn't like the Beatles. <laughs> no Beach like, Boys either. Doesn't like the Beatles. Doesn't like. Well, I was, I was at Herman's Hermits. Did she like Herman's Hermits? Yes. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. He, he was doing other British invasion songs and stuff. It was really good. Well, she's probably had it up to here with all that stuff because that yeah. was yeah, probably might be all she heard of back when yeah. she was growing up. Yeah, well, you know what's funny though is another one too, and that's like why we just shoot the bull on this show. Is there's a book I one of my favorite books called The Experts Were Wrong. <laughs> it's got all these quotes, and they had something how the Beatles were like passe by '65. They were going to be over by Herbert's Herbert's and the Dave Clark Five. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't even hear of them. <laughs> wow. It's almost true in a way. <laughs> well, that proves that they don't know what they're talking about. I was just reading about the, the when the monkeys were in England and, and how uh, the Beatles had them over and they all hung out together. And how, yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, Princess, was Princess Margaret wrote a letter to them asking them to, to, to do something about their, their followers outside the hotel because they had, <laughs> they had teenage or, or tw- uh, tween girls just screaming wow. all day and night, and she could hear it from the castle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's why we do the these house. like in a secluded thing, because so our I fans know, so, don't... Uh, yeah, yeah, don't follow right. okay, okay, We're in an undisclosed <laughs> location <laughs> right Controversy now, so time, a little bone of contention. I have to admit, I'm worried In a bunker now. somewhere deep in the desert. <laughs> yes. But I saw, uh, the, I saw the trailer for Rob Zombie's The Monsters. Good? Uh, I could send it to you. It's out now, and I actually posted it on Facebook. Oh, I gotta see it. Uh, What's the angle that it has on? Is okay, what they do? Or? Yeah, it's a prequel. How Herman and Lily met. Oh, oh good and, angle. But it's better. But it looks it's okay. I kind of like Rob Zombie movies. I yeah, do I too. too. I like them all. I mean, I like you know. I actually really do. They're like a guilty pleasure of mine. I like them. You know, they're like sort of like Ed Wood. Okay, you, you know, you're guilty about that. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw him in concert. He wore a Santa Claus hat, which is funny. But it's uh, I, you know, you're gonna have to watch it to make it make the decision for yourself. I mean, it's very, it's almost I would say it's almost like got a Pee Wee Playhouse like feel to it. It's it's in color. Do you it's think it'll color. go it'll go straight to DVD if it doesn't? It's make supposed it? to be released. It's got a release date. You know, what I just watched recently that I was laughed my ass off was the new Partridge Family that they had on. VH1, they had one episode and had so much criticism that they couldn't, they didn't have any more episodes. But it was actually pretty funny. Had Emma Stone, she was in there. You, you know, see it's it? like, didn't see it. I think, like, yeah, I know, Ra- and also, uh, <laughs> didn't know about it. I'll have to look. Yeah, I, know, I didn't know about I know it. I know the originally. guy who plays Herman Munsters, also, like, his name's Ed something. He's, uh, he's a huge fan. <laughs> he was showing off, like, his signed Herman Munster doll. Oh, wow. And Rob Zombie loves the show. I even did a song about Herman's car. So you hope that's they cool. do, but but that's the that's the hook, and people were criticizing, saying you know, no offense to their ages, but like Sherry and Ed are like fifty, but you think these are eternal monsters? I think they were married for twelve two hundred years in the show, <laughs> <laughs> and then Butch Patrick's gonna play the Tin Can Man. Oh, he's actually got a role in that. He's gonna play the Tin oh, Can cool. Man, who was in a nice. who was in a actually one of the it's actually from one of the episodes. Oh wow! Wow, nice. Yeah, I watched a lot of cool stuff about that show. I've got the two movies. I'm not so sure they weren't that great, but no, was a it was from, weird to see two, them in color. Like two, two of them on one video. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. had them in color, yep. colorized. Yep. 
Well, they did the movie, The Monster Go Home, because they knew it was getting canceled, but they were going to sell it like to overseas, and they did it for an overseas audience, so that's why they did it. Ah, okay. But wow, like, good to know. But Fred Gwynn, he also wrote like these really neat chi- children's books, which have, uh, oh, yeah? they're all punk. That's right, before he died, he did, yeah, the children's books. My celebrity, uh, you know, named up again Denise Crosby, I was asking her about... Working with him on Pet Cemetery, she's just wow. the sweetest guy. Just, yeah, just, I heard he's a nice guy. Just a really nice guy and everything. I guess. Did you ever watch the new Pet Cemetery? The, the one that was a yeah. remake? Was it good? Or, I never got to see that. All right. Did they right. use the Ramones songs at all? Or no. I, nothing like no. that. I a basement yesterday. <laughs> like, what was the, the same plot? You know, the same Pretty idea. much. Yeah, they changed it around a little. But we were going to talk Hercule about... Uh, I was thinking of Hercules and the Moon Men, but actually oh, Superman meets the Mole Men. Oh, yeah. I, I love that. That was a great movie. It looks they look like little Oompa Loompas. So yeah. Was that a comic book? I think there was a comic book that was based on that. It was a movie, and then it came out in the series. It was sort of the pilot for the series, kind of, but it was in the theaters. It was only an hour long. It was like an hour and eight minutes or something like that. But I guess one, wow. of, the, one of the alien guys, or they come up through this well, they dig, they dig an oil well, and then... And I think one of them was one of the guys from the Munchkins, from Wizard of Oz. Really? Christ. Yeah. Yeah, there was one or two of them that were still alive, like, until, like, the 1960s yeah. or something. But know? but they got some great dialogue, because it's super serious. I mean, like, like he says, stop acting like Nazi stormtroopers and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. Because they're hunting down these things. They're scared of them, and they want to, they, they got bloodhounds, and they set a thing... They set the shed on fire. You know, the ones wounded and scared and everything and afraid. Yeah. He's got to go rescue it and take it away. Right. They got this little, like, laser bazooka. They come out and shoot the guys with it and everything. (laughs) And I still am. I still think Phyllis Coast was great. She was great, yeah. No, Noel Neal's cool, but Phyllis Coast was just the best Lois Lane. There was that one episode about the ventriloquism dummy. Remember that one? Yeah. And, And he... They're in a theater or something, and she turns to Inspector Henderson, and she, she says, where does he go? And he goes, I don't know. Maybe he takes off his glasses and turns into Superman or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great line. It's like the old joke about why does Batman wear a mask? Because they have better eyesight in Gotham than Metropolis. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but what have you been doing on the comic book scene? Do you still keep up, Dell? I try to because my friend uh, Ken Wheaton, who runs uh, Rhino's Comics, not that I'm plugging it or anything, um, you know, I go in there on occasion and see what's going on, you know. But I'm not, I'm more of a Mad Magazine type person. I used to collect Mad Magazine. Are they coming out still? I had a subscription to that. Yeah, I did. Oh, I did. Except they have advertising in National Lampoon and Mad Magazine were my two go to. It's still pretty funny. Remember the old ones, though, too, like Cracked? Yeah, Yeah, Cracked. Plop, and there was uh, all these other ones. was cracked had the little uh, like the house painter like guy I don't right. know what his yeah. mascot yep. was <laughs> I had, there was one mad I got a, I think it was a year or two ago I had a, I got a subscription and they had one on music that was hysterical and they had one on TV that was really funny uh, yeah there's a big mock good. of TVs and oh my god yeah this stuff was hilarious like, on the Mad Magazine or Cracked Mad Mad right yeah no and I would look forward to like the movie parodies every time. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I still remember some from the seventies and eighties. Oh, those are the ones that. When I time traveled back to the seventies and eighties, and they were they were from uh, the Poopside Down Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had an all Al Jaffe issue too. Uh, Al, yeah, Al Jaffe was yeah. great. 
And I always like was it was it Don Martin who did it was uh, the, the the beautiful fantasy and the expected reality. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you, man. I found I found a spy versus spy shirt at Target, which I thought, holy crap, nobody bought this. I gotta buy this. I mean, I still have it. It's got like raised felt figures. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice. It's really nice, and it's like, who the hell even? You yeah, know what I mean? It's an odd it? one, to, and it's but it's cool. It's gray and black. Yeah, they must have licensing some, for it. Yeah. Some, some awesome merchandise. Yeah, somebody that. had yeah. some vision. And I still, I proudly have the soundtrack to Up the Academy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a Mad Magazine. Which they never did. It was a weird, it's like, you know, your typical, like, Animal House, but it's just a little more off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's some good songs, too. Mike's played some on the show. It was, I think, the the cheeks or somebody from yeah. Syracuse was on. Yeah, yep. But that was fun in those days. Like, but I found out like one of the best ways to get an audience. I was reading Tommy Chong's autobiography, and they they played here at a pizza place. Like the first thing, Carly Simon was the headliner. Really? But the first that was it was Lee Miller's Pizza or something. Wow, that was their first yep. gig. But they actually got a club. There's this like sleazy guy in California. They gave him a nightclub. And the way they did it on the nightclub was okay. We got to pack this place. They took it. They advertised during the day, saying we're shooting a movie and we need actors. <laughs> and when people got there, they said, "Well, this is a low budget movie. You can be on there, but you have to buy your own drinks." And they said, "Like <laughs> they said, the veteran actors knew and left, but they said all the other people." But he said the guy took the club back from the next day and closed it because he said they didn't charge him any cover and they lost money. <laughs> <laughs> But that was cool stuff in the day, like the good old midnight movies on Stone. Yeah, well, a lot yeah. of those guys yeah. were freaking Ballyhoo artists, man. They were like, they fast talkers, and they, yeah, yeah, like Roger Corman and all those guys, you know. Oh yeah, like the one what was like the one the creature from the, but they got to take off because they don't have a license for the camera. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> I think uh, Roger Corman's still at it. Like he kept oh, yeah. still yeah. a Sharknado or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Sharknado. How they made more than one of those, I still can't figure out. They're hysterical. Yeah, yeah they all have forward, like. I always um, look forward to that. They, what's the, the actor that's always in all, all those movies? I have no idea. I don't know. Oh, I never um, watched the. Oh, like what's his name? It's almost I know. too much for me. It's not he even... has a sister that's, that was in Pretty Woman. Oh, what's his name? <laughs> you know but, that guy. Well, I know Tara Reid was in one like. Oh, I, I could picture Tara her, Reed, Yeah, Tara Reid, she was in one of them. But they get insane. What were they doing? They were time traveling then or doing the... Like she's the Terminator, basically. Yeah, they have different characters that they put in like that. I was watching that when I was going home for ballet because from the ballet because it was so bad. That, and I was like, where's the shark out here? That, <laughs> what were you dancing in? <laughs> I couldn't believe that rainstorm. That was a nasty one, but... But who thinks about that stuff? I mean, you think about, like, you go to a pitch meeting. Hey, I have an idea. There's going to be a tornado where the sharks Shark are going to fly out. <laughs> I know. It's like Twister, but with sharks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why didn't well, chainsaws work? I always thought about, like, some shows, like Hogan's Heroes. How the hell do you pitch something like that and it gets accepted? Oh, yeah, we're going to have this funny comedy about a Nazi prison camp. Oh, okay, sounds <laughs> it's great. It's the lighter side. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's like, like it's a concentration camp. It just said it's a yeah. prisoner camp. Yeah. yeah. Did they get that from Stalag 17, sort of? Probably. Like, yeah, yeah. So it started it. it, it yeah. Same actors were it's, in That was a great so that, that was the pitch. It was, it's like Stalag 17, except funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
What, as if the first one wasn't? <laughs> Starlight 17 was a Well, that was like the idea they pointed out, like, that anything could be funny. You know, like, John Cleese has said that. There's, like, the thing from It's a Gift, like, with W.C. Fields with the blind guy in the store. Right. You know, I think wow. there's an art to it if you can just laugh. You're not laughing at them. You're, like, laughing. You know, some things I won't do, especially now, <laughs> You go back yeah, to so like different politically correctness is just taking over everything. You go well, back to like I'm sure a lot of old, people couldn't watch a show like Hogan's Heroes if they were in the war. You know, they yeah, probably the bothered them. Right? You know, right. but other people, you know, doesn't. If you can laugh it off, then it's you know that's then you're cured. <laughs> but I'm sure some people that would would offend them. Well, I always got like I, like when I went back on a kick, I was watching a bunch of old Lab and Costellos. Oh, they're great. Yeah, but like I the Buck Pride was okay. We go to World War Two. And there's a cringe, there's a cringe-worthy scene in, when they come home where Lou's having this thing with like a twelve-year-old girl, yes. which was not. This was really just cringe-worthy. Wow! But look, they all go off. There's Shemp Howard, of course, playing Shemp. Right. There's all. They all go off. They're all happy. They all go off. Everybody comes back. Nobody's dead, wounded. They're saying we're coming home. Yay! It's like, oh yeah, that's really realistic about war. Yeah. You know what I thought was great? I watched Who Done It the other day. That Evan Costello about oh, the okay. radio station. That, yeah. That's so funny because there's this great scene where he's in the he's in the turntable room and he backs into the turntable thing and he clicks it on and you hear this. All right, get him up, get your hands up, you know. And he's like, he thinks there's, <laughs> he thinks there's really somebody there. And it's like, it's really funny. Yeah, a lot of that old stuff. And I think also like talking about old movie serials and stuff. I think the problem there's a Deus Ex Machina these days with all the special effects. Right. And I think wouldn't it have been cool? You go back, like, watching, like, a Jesus Christ Vampire Slayer or a Harry Knuckles in the Pearl Necklace, like, so I think, like, for a more recent date, where they were just, where, like, you had to create. You didn't have that, so you had to make things. And I think that would be, I think we've lost some of that creativity, because sometimes you watch movies oh, you, and you go, sure. you can do anything now. Why does this damn thing look like that? Well, like, <laughs> explosions just, and fire all look the same yeah. now. Yeah. It's like, it's like you're not, it doesn't even move you. It's just like. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's CGI. Not as, right, <laughs> CGI, exactly. Well, speaking yeah. of, you know, having to make things, Blobfest was last weekend down in Pennsylvania. Have you ever done that? No. We got to do it next year. It, was, it wasn't on my calendar this year, so. I didn't even know. What, so Blobfest so Blob is in the town in yeah. which the blob was shot. Oh. Wow. They have Blobfest, and it, and it, um, and it it ends with everybody running to the theater because that's where the that's where the blob ended was in the theater. Right, right. right. that the one yep. with Steve McQueen. Right, yeah. I watched that a few weeks ago. Yeah. The theme song was the first. Uh, the blob it creeps, song. it freaks, yeah. it freaks all over. Did anybody see Keltiki, the Spanish one? Caltiki, the immortal master, it was kind of the same thing. Based on the blob? Yeah. Wow. Now, what, did they have them, though? Because I've heard now the it's story, I heard it was made of silicon. I don't know if I was wrong or not. The blob. The blob? Could have been. I'm not sure. No, I don't think a lot of, it's like Ed Wood. Nobody really still knows what, like, those, that they were, like, plates or what they were. That's the <laughs> cool part. But you know who directed The Son of the Blob? Only movie ever directed. No clue. No clue. Piece of gum if you win. <laughs> Rick, uh, Ricola. Ooh, 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 I got a number Larry Hagman. Wow. Oh, wow. He directed it or yeah. produced it? Damn, I wanted that. He directed it. <laughs> wow. It's interesting. But that's it. Yeah, we should do that. That would be like the Blob Fest. The Blob Fest. It's, it's a three day thing. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 
And I, I, it was totally off my radar this summer. What do they do? And, serve Jello or stuff? <laughs> they've got or? like vendors selling all sorts of sci-fi and comic book stuff. Are you all, like walk into the blob? You can get absorbed. They take a picture. <laughs> there were people walking with these blob things on their yeah, shoulder. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Wow. You know, that's like and again, I like whatever you think of Roswell. I gotta say, you could be for it against it, whatever you want. Uh, you know, they kidnapped Paul McCartney, replaced him during the Paul's Dead thing, whatever <laughs> else. Uh, Joke, Kidnap Paul McCartney because she's mad. I'm, st- I'm still here. But, <laughs> well, we'll bring out the guitar. You, you know what it was? Jill kidnapped Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, that UFO museum is fucking hilarious. And I can't imagine, like, it was a 75th anniversary this year, how that town had to be booked for like a year. The yeah. Hotels. Get proud of it. It's freaking hilarious. It's great, though. I love that place. I like it better than Los Alamos. <laughs> well, it sort of reminds me of uh, Groundhog Day when they have the, you know, the big festival based around the groundhog coming out or pulling them out of the, the hutch. These weird. We should actually take this on the road and go find weird festivals and just, like, I'd love to do that. That would be great. Because I always say there's like, a, there's like a weird thing about America where <laughs> you go drive down those back roads, you'll find the reptile houses, the big balls of string, oh, yeah. all this other stuff. It's all yeah, like, stuff in rivers, unlike my work travels, like, you know, like Naples, going out to Naples, they got a place that sells goat fudge. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what do have, goat milk or something? Probably really good. Yeah. It's probably at a goat It's probably milk. awesome. You know, it's probably, probably healthier yeah, than a regular. Fudge. But you see, there's a salt museum. Now, what are you gonna do in a pound salt? I, I've been to the salt museum. How big is it? Small though. The one in Syracuse? Yes. Yeah, it's tiny. It's peppered with. Well, you know, it's like it's like Sorry, I had to. It just comes. I should have seen that one coming. It's it's um, it's on Onondaga Lake Park. And yep. it's it's this little place, and it's all about the salt industry. When they were before the lake was polluted, the reason the area was settled is, is uh, Onondaga Lake's a salt lake, and huh. they would evaporate the water to get salt out of it. Oh, it's wow. Sort of like it, sea salt before yeah. they had sea salt. Yeah. So yeah. after you take the tour, do you have to drink a lot because you're thirsty? <laughs> I don't know. People are feeling pretty salty. After but have you been to the? <laughs> they get float on the water and just like you know, going and actually, those, and I actually got into one of my classes was all about colonial America. And like all oh, like a risk day and all those, that's where they really no better word, fuck the Indians over horribly on their treaties yeah. and everything. Yeah, that's where there's so much <laughs> history around here. You know, there's so much history. You know, that, that was the thing about growing up in Syracuse, there's a replica fort there and all these places were sort of built during the WPA in the thirties. But but the thing about the salt industry is that I my so my grandmother was born in Poland, came over on a boat when she was nine months old, right? Grew up on a farm. Uh, south of Syracuse, and then moved to Syracuse. Yeah, and she still still tells stories about, you know, they would sound bells when it was going to rain, and everybody in her neighborhood would run to the salt uh, evaporators and help pull tarps over them so that so the, yes, yeah, so they wouldn't get wet. So they wouldn't get wet. Wow. And and <clears throat> I told this story to my to her daughter, my aunt, my mom's sister, and, and she's like, I never heard that story. Are you, uh, are you, and I'm like, Yeah, you should hang. You should have hung out with your mom more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> But it was, you know, that was That's that, that was the last century. People wow. were still. It was, and I heard there was Mrs. Hotto. She lived. She was a neighbor in Gates when I grew up. She lived about a hundred, and she grew up there. And she, it was all farmland, and she would point out where this was. This was, and we would dig up old farm equipment in our in our yard. Yeah. It's cool digging in the but history, but festivals too. There's you know the Phelps Sauerkraut Festival. You know what they used to have a lot of too was um, um when they had 
uh, early refrigerators, they get ice blocks. Right, yeah. They get those tongs. You see them all over the place. Yeah, you know? but you would have ice ponds. Where yeah, people ice would, ponds. Ice ponds and ice houses. Saw, right? Yeah, they'd saw them up, the blocks and everything. Right, right. Back in the day, the ice, well, the ice box. Yeah, yeah. until it became, you know, uh, electrified. Or yeah. They figured it out how to do it. Well, be. there's still a salt mine in Mount Morris there. It's like George Carlin said. Yeah, they moved it. After I was the, immune. I swam in the Hudson River oh, yeah, as okay. immune. Where is it now? Call the curves. <laughs> the one you see from the road is the new one. Oh. So uh, so uh, the, the town was called Restoff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is Foster spelled backwards. Yeah. Trivia. Wow. And, and uh, there was, it actually that. was like a, a, a point, it was a 3.0 when it collapsed, That the old salt mine collapsed. And people didn't know, they still don't know to this day, was it an earthquake that triggered the salt mine collapse, or was the salt mine collapse the earthquake? Huh. But then they moved, they, right. they rebuilt the mine, and now that's when you can see wow. things, uh, three I movies. actually, when I lived in Geneseo, this is a long, long time ago, but I lived in this house with these, and one of the guys in the house worked at the salt mine, and he was a big, big dude. And he, I mean, can you imagine a jackhammer all day long in the salt mine, you know, banging on the wall, getting stuff... I mean, and he was like a, and that guy would come home every day with a twelve pack. Honest to God, this guy was like, he's, he'd work and get drunk. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I remember the one. What a life! Yeah, <laughs> it's like the Rush song, "Working Man." Yeah, yeah. man. But I heard like the one I remember was my friend David Cuesta. He grew up in Clifton Springs, and he was like this. He had like these chapbooks and stuff in the drugstore there, but he lived in the, the inn next door. It was over a sulfur mine. I don't know how, because the smell of rotten eggs. Oh, yeah. And I don't know how eggs. you ever got used to that. Yeah. That'd be tough. That you know, we tough. should actually try to do some research sometimes into making stuff up and do like some weird history. We're not going to hire a researcher though or anything, so we have to just make it up from, you know, as we go along, but. There's so much weird history and stuff that goes on around here. We could do drunk weird history. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I watched that one. That was pretty drunk funny. Drunk history is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've talked about that before, about some of our stories that are, like, really good during some of the old days. Yeah, look at all the stuff that happens when you get drunk. It's yeah. just like, you, get, you go into this mode, mode where you would never do it if you were sober, right, right. You know, no, no matter what it is. Or, like, some of the old shows and stuff or whatever, and the old thing was, okay, how did I get home and where's my car? Or <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Was there some actors that were on TV shows that were drunk when they did their show? Well, George Reeves, I guess he would go out at lunch and he'd some like in the later Superman. Alan Martinez. Yeah, the latest yeah. Superman episode, you drunk. can see he's pickled and so. <laughs> or uh, Art Carney. Yeah, was, I guess soused a lot of times on the honeymooners. Oh, honeymooners. But I get, but he wasn't like really functional. I guess Jackie Gleason was a functional drunk. Yeah. So. You know, but I guess not Lawrence Welk though, because I guess Lawrence Welk had his high moral standards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you never do that. I had to explain to Jill who Lawrence Welk was. Oh, <laughs> because it was her when, lack of education when, when, scares when, me. And when we left, um, Bobby Black Crows, Black, yeah. Cro Black Crows, after after the the, uh, the band was off and everything else, and they were trying to get people out, they played the the closing song from Lawrence Welk. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. And I had to explain it. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> Sleep time. So just the way you said they're trying to get to hear Lawrence Welk and start running for the exits. <laughs> that show's still on. I mean, it's in syndication. Yeah. I mean, you always see it. Isn't that theme song actually from um, The Sound of Music? Didn't they use it in Sound of Music? Oh, that's a different That's a different song. Oh, it's a different song. It's a different, song. Oh, it's it's a different similar, you know, I've similar never idea. Seen, yeah, same idea. I've never seen Sound of Music yet. 
Are you serious? All the yeah. time they have it on yeah. TV, like you know. You've never seen Nuns life? and Nazis. <laughs> okay, now it's appealing. Yeah. <laughs> Nuns and guns. There was a movie. I remember. I didn't get to see it. I should have bought it when I saw it. But the guys that did the Flash TV show. Oh yeah, Danny yeah, Bilson and or, or Demio. And, yeah, he Bilson wrote for the. Comics there was this too. weird movie where they had aliens and and Nazis or something. And they were in the army, and there were these aliens that came down, and they helped fight the Nazis. It was like this oh. weird mashup, okay. kind of like Cowboys and Cowboys Aliens. Cowboys and Aliens, yeah. It sounds like a true story. That's a good one. Like, off, off the top yeah, of your the head. Nazis down there. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't even remember the name. Off of it. I'd the like top to of your to head, it. anybody, what's the weirdest movie? It's like one of the weirdest movies you've seen, but I'll start. There's one called Anonymous Rex. It's got one of the Baldwin brothers in it. The dinosaurs didn't go extinct, but they can make themselves look like humans, so they're living among us. Wow. I like, uh, you ever see Cold Turkey with uh, Dick Van Dyke? Yeah. yeah. But the town's got to quit smoking. Yeah, quit smoking. Yeah, that was that a was good a one. great movie. Yeah. It was, yeah, pretty amazing. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Boy, I don't know. I'd say Bubba Hotep. I yeah, that was it. pretty good. I like that one, too. Bubba Hotep's probably one of my favorite mashup movies in terms Where of... Where he tries to be Elvis. And, That's you know, your... Well, he is Joe. Elvis. He's yeah, he's like Elvis is a different... John yeah. Kennedy. And John Kennedy, Black John Kennedy. Yep. <laughs> well, I guess I have to go with. I, I've mentioned this before. This old movie serial. It's a mascot. One of those Poverty Row Studios. They call it the Phantom Empire with Gene Autry. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Oh, Gene Autry. It's it's a mashup of it's. He's got this ranch and he has a radio show. So there's all this cowboy stuff. And then underneath the ranch, underground, there's this whole civilization called Murania. And they're looking for radium. These guys are trying to find radium. They use radium. Radium was a huge thing back in the 30s. Yeah. But wow. but it's the weirdest movie, like, you know, because he, you know, he goes down there and there's robots and all kinds of weird stuff. And, and then there's, like, singing cowboy stuff. So it's, like, very strange. You know what's mm-hmm. ahead of its time that's weird, too, is Metropolis. Metropolis oh, yeah. Is, I've you ever seen the whole movie? Oh, yeah. Like, it's you know, great. we found the lost footage and yep. stuff yeah. like that. Oh, my God. God, it's such yeah, a great movie. They, every once in a while they'll do it at uh, the Eastman House at the uh, theater there with uh, with live accompaniment with the soundtrack. Yeah. It's well, great. they have the, the one with Queen or something. Or who plays on that? Like the music? I don't know if it's Queen or somebody I else. I don't know. Not Flash. They, put, they did the Flash Gordon movie. Oh, that's. I think, oh, you're thinking of Flash Gordon too? That was 1980. The Queen yeah. did the soundtrack. Queen did the soundtrack. I don't think yeah. Queen would have done Metropolis. They were a little. <laughs> Metropolis was <laughs> freaking weird, man. I mean, like. That one guy, the one guy, all he does is screw around with those. Yeah, with the, right. The, the dials. The dials. <laughs> the dials that weird yeah. German expression is. Yeah, very like, much. Yeah. Cal, the Cabin of Dr. Calgary, too, is a weird movie. You ever seen that? Yeah. It sounds familiar. That's what's a, what's a silent plot? movie. Uh, basically, it's about this somnambulist guy, and he's got um, this guy he puts to sleep, and it's like a, an attraction. But it's like got all those weird crooked buildings and all the weird wow. expressionist stuff. Yeah, check it out sometime. Huh. The Cabinet of Doctor Caligari. Well, there was a new movie where they had the like a, like started. an upside down um, city. Do you remember that that movie? It had like um, I can't think of the actor's name. It's in it, but everything was upside down, or or they had like two levels. Like one was normal and the other one was like the, the no. other direction. I'd love to see. Like that. You see people walking on the ceiling huh? and stuff like that. That's cool. I'd like to see that. That'd be cool. Yeah, I just can't think of the name of it. No, that's why we just... Not, not Inception. 
It might be Inception, yeah. Yeah. Oh, be yeah, because that was the scene where they that the wraparound world. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah the oh, traps. It was a wraparound world, right. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to, I have that. I'll have to rewrite. Then you go to yeah. some foreign, like Pedro Montavar movies, especially in the 80s. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie called Donkey. I won't even say like on the opening scenes about it. <laughs> well, then you got, you know, yes. you got like Dust of Dawn. Is just a great see that's like Joe Arlandale yeah, is one of my favorites. Like, Joe yeah. Arlandale is like one of my favorite writers, and he's just like perfect summer read. He's easy read. He's the master. He said he was influenced by Billy the Kid beats Dracula. Wow. And he loves those mashups just sticking. But he does this one, it's called The Dark Rider, and the reveal is that the Dark Rider is the time traveler from the time machine. He went insane from traveling in time. Wow. Huh. It's interesting. And it's cool how he takes these concepts, but it's like from dust to dawn because it's a good movie. And then it then it just turns on its head. Oh, one movie I got to mention too is uh, was it Abraham Lincoln? Oh, zombie, the vampire killer. Vampire killer. <laughs> zombie killer. Yeah, it's amazing. I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, I have. It's good. Is it really good? Yeah. <laughs> just the idea of having because he, he was known to be a wrestler. You know when he was a before president. Oh yeah. He did do yeah. wrestling. Oh, I didn't know like that. that. Yeah, he was a he was a champion wrestler. And wow. Everything. I've, to, I've told you about my cult movie calculator that I built back in, oh, no, in, what, in a no, previous it, life. No. So it, you basically, it has, it has wheels on it, and you just spin the wheels and dial in different combinations of things. Wow. And, 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 it, so, and what made me think of it was Repo Man, right? Because you got, you got aliens, right? You got cars, right? So... Oh. So, Mike Nesmith. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you just sort of dial in, like, uh, actually, that's a good idea. I'll, I'll add a wheel to it with, yeah. with like oddball actors, right? Uh, yeah, and or, or, you and, know, and uh, then music you, stuff, and so you know, vampires, werewolves, mummies, Abbott and Costello. You know, you just you sort of yeah. put, put it on Facebook. Wait a second, though. Yeah, wait I'm a gonna, second. I'll have to, I'll have to rebuild yeah. it. Wait a second, I, though. You're a communist. No communists in my studio. No Christians either. Uh, I, one of my friends got got nailed on Facebook because he made the he used that stuff about John Wayne in that movie. Wow! Really? Huh. Yeah. Did so? Did you ever hear about the movie that uh, uh, everybody that was in this movie was shot after one of the surface atomic tests out in the, and it was a western and everybody in that movie the died from, oh, with the John Wayne yeah, yeah the died, I thought died it was from, the misfits that everyone died from I thought it was radiation. I thought it was no, the misfits too was that it might have been the misfits that could be wrong Wait, I thought what, it was a what's the story everybody what? that was in the movie died from lung cancer. Yeah. Oh wow. And they, I thought they, it was, they were yeah. shooting. They were downwind. They got the fallout from uh, from a circle. Yeah, I think it was I two movies. There's John Wayne. It's Genghis Khan too. Another one too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it was, it was, was, it was a conqueror. Wow. No, but that's like one of the greatest performances ever was John Wayne as Genghis Khan. Wow. Too. Yeah, that's right. He did dress yeah. up as Genghis Khan. That he spoke just like John Wayne. <laughs> it's kind of, just like I love it. Jimmy Stewart when he was dressed up like a clown. What is the yeah. great, it's like never the greatest that. story ever told? Where John Wayne's a centurion. Truly, this was the son of God. Or, uh, <laughs> That's or, a great line. Show us your Moses now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's your Moses now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I know That's a, that was a funny one. But as I thought, like with this with this crew, I think we're coming up on an hour already. We would need start. <laughs> So, we didn't use up all our material before the show this time. This is, which is yeah, and everything. But I just like you know, I usually time, but it's like we're just going along. But I figure it's like how did you, you want know, to time my uh, songs? But, I had a couple songs. 
We know. We just play something the at the end, and you can explain them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because they need to be explained to before you. Put well, you them can in there. say what they are. <laughs> Dell's got some weird, and we that. don't have like a rule, so we're going to play a couple songs at the end from Dell, and he yeah. can explain what they are. Well, just real quickly, uh, one is called Wacky Bushy Pineapples, uh-huh. which is a weird thing, but it was either about um, a cereal or a color that was never seen before. Or Millbrook bread or something. <laughs> Some right. really wow, weird thing that was involved with it. But I made it into a song, which is kind of weird. It's not on any of my CDs. I also have um, Actors, which is um, a poem by Jim Morrison that I added and made it into a song. It's it's pretty cool. It's a demo. It's not perfect, but it sounds good. I loved playing with you for that that thing we did. Yeah, still that have was all fun. Those in your basement. Yep. I love that stuff. And then um, I wrote a song with the late Luther of Luther and the BBBs called um, Everybody Else's Girl, which uh, is a different version from the one that I have at home. It's, it's like there's an acoustic version and then there's a rock version, which is on the CD. And all you can be thinking of now is Smitty's Birdland, Millbrook, because I always remember, oh, I love yeah. the Wonder Bread. Love you always get the Wonder Bread and right. Smitty's Birdland. Yep. It was always awesome. It was like one of the best memories. At that, the time my dad went to get takeout, some wino came up and offered my mom something from a bottle. Smitty chased him away. I was, <laughs> I was, Those going, the days. I was going through a basement the other day at, at Debbie's house, my girlfriend's house. Was helping her. She's having some work done. Anyway. I'm cleaning out stuff, and her mom collected a lot of arts and crafts and different things, but she had, like, old Women's Day magazines and things down there. A couple wow. Of, wow. And I was looking through them, and, oh, my God, the the un-PC stuff and the ads, and, oh, man, that stuff is classic. I'm going to snag a few of those. <laughs> man, <laughs> those I are, think this those has to be officially incredible. a part one of this. We'll just have to toss out more carnival treats like cotton candy. And yeah. Cir- this will be the circus peanut episode of the carnival treats. <laughs> there you go. I used to love circus peanuts when I was a kid, but there's I hate always them now. The weird, oh, yeah. There's always the people out there, I say, whatever music, whatever food you hate, there's always some person who loves it. Yeah, yeah. You know, for some reason. There's you always know, some like person. Because always it's like, like the idea of fruitcake. Why would they make the damn things that I know, people... I, didn't eat the damn, you know, didn't eat Yeah, it. they're still made. You know, yeah. so it's like a circus. You know what's disappearing, though, is mincemeat pie. I love mincemeat pie, but we'll, nobody makes it anymore. We'll make you some. Oh, uh, nice. so we make it. Yeah. We've got, we've actually got mincemeat aging in our, uh, really, in our, in our shelf in our kitchen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because it's really Nobody good. Likes like, it. <laughs> no, no, it's really good. Like every like year it. or two years, you have to, you have to make it up and let it, yeah, sort of let it ferment a little bit. Not even ferment, just sort of gels. Uh, What's it from? Dates or is it? It's, dates? it's, um, it's, like it's, I it's, think. it's, um. Uh, candied fruit. So you take oh. orange, orange rind and lemon right, rind, rind. Yep. and and you uh, and you candy it, and then everything kind of has but to I sit and coagulate. That, over oh wow! They made them in England. They were actually made of meat. They actually use meat, I guess. Yeah. But I, I used to drink a really good sour brown before I converted to the church. <laughs> you know, but but uh, I still remember the one I'll leave it on as I made a soup. You know, because we could go on for like three hours here. I mean, people got gigs and lives. And <laughs> yep. Steel Rail Revival today. Although by the time you hear this, I'll be done. I'll be Greg home. will have done. Which, which venue? Stage 14. Stage 14, that's right. If any of you are time travelers, come back and see it. <laughs> but I remember the one time I tried a souffle, and literally it came out, and it. We talked about Paul and I had this 
this very uh, pedantic conversation about what if you fart when they take your blood pressure? Does it go down? And literally, the souffle when it came out just went. But <laughs> 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 on that, thanks everybody. We'll have to do a part two. Right. The souffle, the souffle. Uh, yeah, the souffle. So that was that was souffle. Souffle. Listen to Dell's stuff and hope you had fun. Give me one more name. Highlands, oh. 
of the sacred sound, so stranger get wilder still. Risk danger of a wilder thrill, probe the highlands, oh so high. Take the stage like a catcher in the rye. Actors must take us fake, they're real, oh so real, our friends. Make us think we're acting so in slow time they are. Oh, in slow time they are. Rolled the highland oh, so high. Take the stage like a catcher in the rye. Actors. Everybody else is good. I'll take one. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Everybody wants to know her. Everybody wants to hold her. And everybody seems to be anybody else's girl. Broken heart, but there ain't no stopping me now. 